0: Welcome back to the Golden Age of Radio You're listening to The New Old Time Radio Show Classic, contemporary, fun You can listen to any one of our many Newly recreated vintage radio mysteries By visiting TheNewOldTimeRadioShow.com Please subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can be notified of upcoming events and new episodes. Please support future programs by making a donation on anchor.fm slash the new old time radio show. We appreciate your support. Hi, I'm Mark Seven, your host for the new old time radio show and welcome to our series of classic radio mysteries. This next feature is from a very popular series called Suspense, and it ran on Tuesday nights on CBS Radio from 1940 through 1962, making Suspense one of the longest-running shows in radio history. This holiday episode, titled Christmas for Carol, first aired on December 21st, 1950. The sponsor at the time was Autolite. You know, it wasn't always easy to come up with a new idea for a Christmas theme in a mystery. But the writers here managed to stay within their formula by placing an ordinary person in a threatening or bizarre situation, saving the solution for the last possible second. So sit back, close your eyes, and imagine the good old days, with everyone gathered around the radio listening to Suspense, and this episode of Christmas for Carol. We hope you enjoy it.
1: Auto Light!
2: And it's 96,000 dealers present Suspense. Tonight, Autolite presents Christmas for Carol. Autolite hopes once again to keep you in Suspense.
3: dark and silent the window of the house glinted a little from the christmas tree lights rocky didn't move he just stood there in the alley but i wanted to run fast and get away and put it behind me just a second we've got the money rocky what are we hanging around for come on let's get out of here
4: i said we wait for the old couple to get back
3: what for why take chances now
4: We got some money. How do we know it's all of it? Maybe they split it and put it into two places. We'll wait here and watch for them when they come in. That'll tip it. It was 8,000. That's what he withdrew. You asked for this, kid. Now do as you're told. We'll wait.
3: I couldn't help being scared. This was my first job my first and last. I just wanted that money. I wanted it fast and short, and I wanted to run away from it and forget it. A one shot. That's why I got a hold of Rocky Pariah. Lucky, I had to be lucky, just this once. For Carol, not for me. It was for Carol, nothing else I cared about, see? Didn't seem possible now that three days ago, I hadn't known Rocky. hadn't needed him. What is it, doctor?
5: How about the baby? Your wife must remain in bed. Serious? No, not serious. But she's got to stay flat on her back. A nurse. You should have a nurse with her all the time.
3: Oh, but it's two months away, doctor.
5: It's just a question of keeping her relaxed and quiet not letting her do any work around the house, lifting, or even walking.
3: Okay. Okay, doctor.
5: And she'll be all right. Oh, there's one other thing. She was quite worried when I told her about the nurse. I, I got the feeling that she's afraid to have the baby. Afraid? Not for herself. I can't quite put my finger on it, but it's having a detrimental effect on her condition.
3: I know what it is, Doctor. Money.
5: Oh, I see. Well, it might not be easy finding a nurse. Only four days till Christmas.
3: I'll get one, Doctor. Thanks.
5: I'll call you this evening.
3: Thanks again, Doctor. (sighs) Oh, Sweetheart, it'll be all right. I'm gonna get a nurse to take care of you.
1: I'll be able to get up and around in a day or two.
3: Not if you want that son. The doc said everything will be all right if you take it easy, and you're gonna take it easy. But a nurse? Look, I gotta get back to the bank. I'm only on my lunch hour. Sweetheart, I'll make a few calls from there, and tonight we'll pick out the nurse.
1: Oh, how much do they charge?
3: What's the difference? How much, Paul? A lot of money, I know. 50, 60 a week, we'll make it out all right. Now there's nothing to worry about.
1: Oh, Paul, this was going to be a happy Christmas.
3: Yeah, a happy Christmas in this dump.
1: Funny, Paul, $50 a week for a nurse, another two months, funny. You make 48 50 at the bank. We'll have to pay the nurse more money than you earn.
3: Yeah, more money than I earn. You know how it is being a bank teller. Feeling, seeing, handling money, taking in money, paying it out. When I went back to work, I was seeing it for the first time as something more than a detached feeling. Thinking, I need this money. I need this money. I need this money. How I need this money for Carol and the baby. It was almost three o'clock when Eddie the bookie came in.
5: Hey, Paul. <laughs> I had a good day yesterday. And big action in a few days. Santa Anita opens.
3: Yeah, people like to throw their money
5: away. They throw it, I catch it.
3: Eddie, could I see you later?
5: You ready to make a deal?
3: I want to talk to you.
5: Okay, what time are you through? At five o'clock. Meet you outside of 5.
3: Eddie Garth, bookie. He quit school in the 7th grade. I held out and went through college. And all these years, he's tried to get me to go in with him. To run his office. Do the book work. He was waiting for me when I finished work. We went to a coffee shop and sat down. All around us, the loudspeakers reminding me of what a happy Christmas it was.
5: How's Carol, Paul?
3: Not so good, Eddie. That's that's what I wanted to talk
5: to you about. Nah, baby. no more loans, Paul. You need money? Come with me. Don't you ever give up. What's so good at the bank? 25 bucks for a Christmas bonus? Look, Eddie... Come with me now. With Santa Anita opening, I can work the outside, get new accounts... Eddie... And I'll give you 10% of those accounts, Paul but I won't lend you the money. I'd be, I'd be a sucker to lend it to you. i will give it to you if you come in, but I won't lend you any (sighs) more.
3: Okay, Eddie, forget it. I'll get it some other way. I don't get it. What's wrong with my deal? Look, Eddie, how many times have you been rousted by the Vice Squad? Plenty. And every time they book you and fingerprint you and take your
5: pictures. So what? They never have anything on me. It's
3: on your record, Eddie. For as long as you live, sure. I need money. Maybe I'm getting closer to the time when I'm not too choosy about the way I get it.
5: But it won't be your way. What what are you talking about?
3: If I ever break the law, it's going to be with the right guy and it's going to be the right
5: job. You're dreaming, Paul. You'll still be in that cage 10 years from now.
3: A hit and run. One job. With enough out of it to make it worthwhile. That's the way
5: it'll be, Eddie. A one shot. There's no such thing, Paul. You do something like that and you're stuck in it and you're worse off than if you came with me. Think about it, Paul.
3: Go home then and fix dinner for Carol, all the time thinking of the money, and Carol, and the baby, and debts. The worry eating at me, and thinking about what I said to Eddie. Then the next morning, old man Forbes made a withdrawal. The first he'd ever made. Hiya, son. What? Oh, hello, Mr. Forbes.
2: I'm gonna miss you, son. Seems like we're good friends after all these years. Miss me? Take a look at the slip.
3: (laughs) Oh, that's a lot of money. Twelve
2: years hard work. That's what the money means. But you're taking it all out? Yep. I quit my job today. Quit your job? Ada and me... We've been waiting a long time for this Christmas. We're moving out of the city. Oh. Oh, we've had our eye on a little farm. Now we can buy it. (laughs) Even got the papers drawn up. See?
3: Then you're you're leaving right away.
2: Mm, About a week. But Ada doesn't know yet. I'm going to surprise her kind of a a Christmas present.
3: But it's not safe to keep so much cash on you, especially when- Oh,
2: I got a perfect place to hide it, son. No one would think to look there. Besides, I figure I've worked too hard and too long to lose it now. (laughs) Oh no, son, it wouldn't happen.
3: It stayed with me and it grew, like a wheel spinning, gaining momentum. This could be the right job, $8,000, enough for that single shot. It stayed with me all the time, growing, growing. Silver bell,
5: Silver bell. it's Christmas time in the city. Ooh, lunch is on me, Paul, if you change your mind. No.
3: I called you, Eddie, because I... I need your help.
5: What kind of help?
3: Well, you can arrange for me to talk to someone.
5: Maybe. Who is it?
3: Rocky Pariah.
5: Rocky Pariah? Are you kidding? You picked yourself the right guy, all right? The cops don't even know what he looks like. They never mugged him or printed him. Yes, Eddie, that's right. You're crazy. I tell you, a million people want to talk to Rocky Pariah, including the cops. No, no, Paul, I can't touch it. You
3: can't, Eddie. If you wanted to, bad enough. Please, Eddie.
5: (sighs) All right. I'll see what I can do. And, Eddie, it's got to be soon. You know you'll be taking a chance. It better be good. It is, Eddie. Good enough to take the chance
3: for. (laughs) That was two days ago, and this morning, Eddie came through. A certain friend, Rocky's only outside contact, told him to keep an eye on a house on Hoover Street. Eddie gave me all the dope, what Rocky looked like, how he'd act, what to expect, and early this evening, I told Carol that I was going out for a while, that I'd borrow the money from Eddie, and we wouldn't have to worry about paying it back for a while. That's what I told her, but that wasn't the answer. The answer was at the house on Hoover with Rocky Pariah. I waited there, hidden in the dark corner behind the incinerator. I kept thinking, making excuses. It wasn't up to me anymore. There wasn't any other choice. I needed money, desperately. I needed help to get the money. I waited more than an hour... Then I heard footsteps come up the alley. He stopped before the open patch of light, just like Eddie told me. He was careful. Very careful. Making sure no one was staking him. I took a deep breath and hitched my way forward. I was going to cut across the open for the back door. I remember thinking, now do it for Carol. For the rotten, miserable Christmas. Do it now! Rocky! he froze for a split second and then almost faster than i could see he ducked into a shadow and spun around the street light didn't touch him it glinted on something metallic in his hand and even from where i was standing i could see he had a gun pointed at me Rocky, don't shoot! It's a good thing I said it. His gun was aiming front and center. He crouched there, looking at me. His eyes flattened hard. Then his voice, deep and tight and deadly.
4: Who are you?
3: I am not a cop, Rocky.
4: Come closer so I can seize you better. Sure, Rocky, I, I just want to talk to you. You call me Rocky. You have been talking to anyone? I've been watching you. I,
3: I know you're Rocky Pariah.
4: You've been watching me? What for?
3: You're wanted, Rocky, and you need money.
4: Who are you? Where did you come from?
3: That doesn't matter, Rocky. This is a business deal. I figured it out very carefully. You need money. Well, so do I. And I got a way to get it.
4: Just like that, huh?
3: And Rocky, I'm not staying. This is a one-shot deal.
4: A one shot. (laughs) There's no such thing.
3: That's the way it's gotta be. We do this job together, and we're through. We never see each other again.
4: (laughs) I sure ain't gonna go looking for you. But you won't quit. Not if it comes off easy. I'll quit, Rocky. What's in it for me? Half. (laughs)
3: $4,000.
4: Well, kid, you ain't dumb by any means, sticking me out like this. Almost smart enough to be a collar. You got guts, too. Tell me, you got a family? There's no one to stop me. I have a job that doesn't pay
3: enough. This will raise my salary.
4: You want this one haul, then it's back to your job, huh?
3: Yeah. Is it a deal? What's the job? I have a car. I'll tell you on the way. If you go for it, okay. If not, we forget the whole thing.
4: Okay, kid. I'll listen to it. Let's go, uh, driving.
3: I told him what I had planned, and why I needed it, and he agreed to come with me. We drove to the Forbes' house. It was a small and old house, just big enough for the two of them. I drove down to the corner and parked, and we started back.
4: Lucky there's no one on the street. Let's go. Up the alley.
3: Yeah, Rocky. There's the back door. Look, no lights. They're not home.
4: Well, that makes it a cinch. Well, go on. Sack it. It's your Uh, baby.
3: Rocky, uh,
4: I'll have to break a window. Yeah? (laughs) You want me to
3: hold your hand? I'll wrap my jacket around my fist. That'll keep the noise down.
4: Why don't you write me a
3: book? Okay. Okay, I, I'm going. I was lucky. The side of the house was hidden from the street by a big tree, and there was a light to see with from the Christmas tree in the living room. I wrapped the jacket around my knuckles, and with a short, sharp jab, broke through the window. It sounded like a cannon. The street being so quiet before, I was scared it would rouse the whole neighborhood. But like I said, I was lucky. I scrambled up the sill and dropped into the living room. I was pretty clumsy. I pulled out drawers, looked behind pictures, under cushions. I went in the kitchen and poked around the cabinets. I looked in the cookie jar and I found a rolled up wad of bills. It was money all right, but only $40, the old lady's secret treasure. I put it back and went into the living room again. Looking around, nervous, I stumbled on the Christmas tree and knocked it over. Then I remembered what the old man had said, a Christmas present for his wife, and I knew it was somewhere on that tree. There were Christmas stockings and favors and little red boots in and around the tinsel and the lighted bulbs, and I found the $8,000 hidden deep in one of the stockings.
4: Got it, Rocky! Let me see it.
3: It's there, Rocky. It's all there.
4: Yeah, eight grand. I guess I'll hold on to it. Come on, let's go. Take it easy. We're going to stick around for a while. Stick
3: around? What
5: for?
4: Well, we got some money. How do we know it's all of it? Maybe they split it and put it into two places. We'll wait here and watch when they come in. (laughs) They'll tip it. It was $8,000. That's what he withdrew. You asked for this, kid. Now, do as you're told. We'll wait.
3: I couldn't help being scared. My first job, my first and last, a one shot. I wanted to get away fast, run and put it behind me. But Rocky just stood there like he didn't have a worry in the world. (laughs)
4: Listen, kid, they're ringing for us. They're wishing us a Merry Christmas. There they are. They're unlocking the door. You know,
1: Harvey, the Christmas services were so beautiful. Sure,
2: this year in particular.
1: Harvey, look, the tree. Uh, Someone's been in here, a burglar. A burglar? My cookie jar, I've got my house
3: money hidden there. The old lady ran into the kitchen. Forbes knew where to look, and he knew it was gone. Rocky was grinning, his face lit up like a floodlight's. Let's go, Rocky. We've seen enough.
2: No, no.
4: Hold on a minute.
1: It's all here, Harvey. I wonder what he was after.
2: It, uh, it's gone. All the money. All oh, what money? Eight thousand dollars. I took it all out of the bank, Ada. I I I quit my job. It was going to be a surprise. Oh. Every penny we had in the world.
1: Oh Harvey All that money oh.
2: No, no, no. Oh. it'll be all right, Ada. Oh.
1: Twelve years you worked so we could have something. Oh
2: Oh, well, I can keep on working, Ada. I'll I'll do it all over again.
1: Oh, you can't work anymore. The doctor. Oh, oh, what's a person to believe? You worked so hard, and we do without things for 12 long years. And for what? In one minute. Some good-for-nothing hoodlum takes
3: it all away from us. I looked at Rocky standing there next to me, his face split by that grin. It was funny to him, something to laugh about, to gloat over. That's why he stayed. Suddenly, I knew I couldn't go through with it. Me, the guy who needed the money so bad, The guy with the bright, one-shot idea.
4: (laughs) Quite a show, eh, kid? Come on, let's go.
3: He moved off a few steps, but I just stood there knowing what I was going to do.
4: Come on, I said. Let's
3: go! Knowing what I was going to do. No. No, Rocky. We're not going. Huh? I said, we're not going. And neither is the money. What the? Don't, Rocky.
4: I've got a gun too. What's got into you?
3: I'm gonna give that money back. Rocky, I, I can't stomach this.
4: Give it back? You're crazy. No,
3: Rocky, I, I just didn't see deep enough,
4: old people like this. This is your idea. I ain't responsible for it.
3: I know, Rocky, but I can make it right. Well,
4: suppose I don't give you the money.
3: Then I'll kill you, Rocky.
4: Okay, kid. You got the gun.
3: He gave me the money. All the hate showing in his eyes. I turned and started for the house and gave him my back for a target. But he didn't use it. I knocked on the door.
2: Yes, who's... Oh! From
3: the bank! I, uh, just had a fight with a guy, Mr. Forbes. I saw him jump from your window. I chased after him.
1: Our window? You
3: saw him? Yes, ma'am, I was walking past. I kind of figured he just finished robbing you.
2: Well, did you catch him?
3: Well, I uh, couldn't hold on to him. He broke away, but not before I got this. Why, Harvey, the money. Yes, ma'am. Why, Paul, bless you. Oh, forget it. I'm only sorry I couldn't hold him.
1: You, uh, you you say you fought with this burglar? Yes.
3: Uh, he broke away before We, we
1: want to thank you, Paul.
3: Forget it. I'll, I'll be going now.
1: Wait, Paul, we want to give you a reward.
3: Oh, no, I, I don't want a reward. I'll have to be going. I stopped there on the porch for a minute, afraid to go back to Rocky, suddenly terribly afraid of what he'd do to me. The old couple was still talking loud, like old people do.
2: Yes, Ada. It all happened so fast.
1: I'll always wonder about that boy. What made him
2: bring the money back? He's honest, Ada i know him from the bank
1: oh fiddlesticks harvey he didn't fight with anyone
2: what do you mean ada
1: well his clothes why the whole story he told us your young friend took the money in the first place
2: why ada i i believe you're right Of
1: course I'm right. Now what on earth made him change his mind like that?
2: It's Christmas, Ada. Merry Christmas.
3: She'd known. The old lady had known all along. But it didn't make any difference. But but she, she'd she even offered to give me a reward. Suddenly I felt something strange, like, like being clean inside, like being able to see something that wasn't there before. And the tightness, the fear eased a little.
4: Well, let's go, kid. The car. Rocky. You did what you wanted. You just forgot that half of that money was mine. Now move. Get it moving. What was it you said? You need me, Rocky. Rocky, I made a mistake. I want to team up with you, Rocky. You need money. I got away. I was wrong. Maybe the next job you won't get soft in the head. There's not going to be a next one, Rocky. I'm through. Through? You think I spent Christmas Eve with you just because I like you? I'm out for grand. I'm sorry, Rocky, but there's
3: not going to be a next time. You think so, huh? Stop the car. All right. But I'll never see it different, Rocky. I found out tonight if it's not these old people, then it's someone else taking it just as hard. You sure? You sure it's not Crispus doing this? I'm sure. It's not for me, Rocky.
4: Hmm... You know, i kind of glad it turned out this way. You're what? You're through, ain't ya? You're going back to your job? Yeah, Rocky, sure. Good. Then I figured it right. What? I didn't think you'd go through with it. Say, wait a minute. Yeah?
3: You're not Rocky Pariah.
4: I said you was smart, kid.
3: The, the way you acted. So careful. Sneaking in the alley and... Say,
4: who are you? Weissman's the name. Police Lieutenant Richard Weissman. Gangster squad. You're a cop? But where's Rocky? We picked him up this afternoon, kid. He had a couple of guys working with him. I thought maybe he's you, maybe one of them. Now I know different
3: a cop.
4: Well, I don't expect I'll run into you again, kid. So take care of yourself. And Merry Christmas.
3: Lucky. All the breaks. But I was no better off than this morning. There was still money. Two months paying the nurse. There was still the worry for Carol.
5: Oh, Mr. Shane. We've been expecting you. Congratulations.
3: Doctor, what's the matter? Why...
5: (laughs) Nothing's wrong. Quite the contrary. Your wife just had a baby.
3: Baby? Carol?
5: She's perfectly all right. So's your daughter.
3: Carol! Oh, Carol, darling. Are you all right? Oh, sweetheart, I'm fine. Carol, is the... We won't have to borrow the
1: money now, Paul. It turned out for the best after all.
3: Oh, Carol.
1: And it always will, my dear. We have so much, you and I. We have each other, and now we've got a daughter fine healthy little girl the rest will come paul let's live the day we have your little girls over there paul tell her we're very very happy she's in the family and wish her a merry christmas Is the king
2: Happy holidays from everyone here at the New Old Time Radio Show. This episode of Christmas for Carol featured Nathan Jeros as Paul and
3: Mike Rogan as Rocky. Rick Kay played the Doctor and Eddie. Vivian Luther played Mrs. Forbes and Carol, and Vince Cratch played the announcer and Mr. Forbes. If you would like to show your support, please visit us at anchor.fm slash the new old time radio show and click on our donate button. We are committed to hiring actors and technical staff during the COVID-19 pandemic and providing quality entertainment during the theater shutdown.
4: Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next year when Getaway with Murder presents You're Virtually Killing Me.